Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I am DM Neil, aka Joe Maniac, and I have a wonderful co-host with me today, and it's none other than Rohit Sodia of Gamers Plane. Yes, and Ro was the guest for episode 80, played by Post Gaming, because, you know, that's kind of what happens on Gamers Plane. So we felt that that would be the expert opinion. And for this week, <laughs> we are talking about DMnastics number 67, Gala can you dig it? So this is another one of the DMnastics that was done by a forum user and one of our Patreon members uh, with the name Galican, hence the name of hence the name of the DMnastics. So for this one, it's a pretty easy setup. It ties back to DMnastics 61 is one the loneliest number where we were having an adventure built for one. But this was essentially how to figure out how to break off players inside of an adventure because it's one of the cool features of doing play by post is that that format really allows you to develop deeper stories with individual players because you can just create a separate forum or a separate thread for the interaction to happen in. Yep. Which is what I personally love about it because I think causing as much chaos as you can in a format that allows it is definitely the best way to go. But like we always do, we're going to showcase some of our picks from the forums. And Ro, if you don't mind, we'll talk about your pick from the forum first. Sure. So I actually went for a DM Genesis sect. Yep. I'm sure I'm screwing that one up royally. But I, I thought that the idea that they put together was pretty cool in that Basically, so if you're inside this labyrinth, and essentially if the walls are constantly shifting in this labyrinth, then it's very easy to break someone off. And if you happen to break off an important character, someone who is vital to the functioning of the rest of the team, A, does the rest of the team function without them? And B, can that person find their way back? And that seems to be a really great idea. Yeah, I like that too, especially like you mentioned, focusing on someone that, and you, the person running it, that is the you I speak of, probably have a good idea on who comes across like the linchpin and pulling them out. And seeing what happens to the group and still offering the ability for that person to continue to play with whatever kind of side quest they're stuck in. I think that is a really good idea. The one that immediately comes to mind is Bye Bye Cleric. And (laughs) And pulling them out of the party and seeing what happens. So for mine, I was actually looking at the post from Blake Ryan. He's an awesome Patreon member. And they were talking about having like your bard or your rogue go back and talk to their contacts only to find out that their guild has been taken over. And so now they're stuck inside of the guild and having to try and figure out how do they get out? What do they do? And everything like that. And kind of the same idea. What from there, how is the rogue going to get out while the party is trying to get them? Or is the party trying to get them? So another really cool idea. What else did he say? Oh, yeah, because you can essentially turn them being stuck in the guild to a like a full blown quest for the rest of the group, because you could have he mentioned having a necromancer using zombies to like protect the guild from any kind of incursion. I actually really like the idea of basically sending someone away. Like a lot of ideas, even the ones I had initially were if I'm going to break off someone, the idea is within the same path, split it. So Mm. someone goes one way, someone else goes another way. But this was kind of backtracking almost, which is useful. Uh, It's not something that came to mind, but as I thought more about it, the idea is that you don't have enough information as you go. And as a GM, you drop the hint that, well, maybe one of your contacts way back in place X might have an idea, which is great because then 
does the party go with them? And if the party goes with them, then possibly something bad will happen. So you're forcing the rogue or the bard or whoever it is with that contact to split up because, oh, they might make better time or whatever reason. And so that forces them away. And I actually like the point five he made, like, how can you rejoin? The militia are forced to fight the zombies and that can act as a diversion. And that can actually add a lot of really cool things because, hey, it's a rogue or a bard. Maybe they tip someone off or pay off a councilman or something like that. It, it forces you to interact with the NPCs in a way that players might not typically do so. I mean, whether you ever go back to that town again is a different question, but it definitely builds up a more vibrant backstory to the entire game. Yeah, and framing it more specifically in the play-by-post game, you know, and you're having the two paths, if you will, going, and you have the party that's trying to get to the rogue and the rogue that's trying to get to the party, and wherever they meet back up, it's totally fine. You just you know, put them back into the everyone goes here forum, and it could be cool because it may be that the party has to do a lot more or a lot less. Because if the rogue can figure out how to like get out and get to the party, then now they're all back together, but they probably still have to deal with the fact that there's zombies all over the town. Yeah, it definitely... An initial trouble leads to a later trouble that may or may not pay out. <laughs> or the whole party's like, did you get the information? Okay, we're good. And then just leave the zombie town. <laughs> oh, no. We didn't care. They, they overcharge us for mead. We don't care. Yeah, terrible. Terrible place. Awesome. Well, what we're going to do is what we always like to do. And we're going to go ahead and lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. So we can just go down the list and start going through the ideas that we have. I know you had mentioned you had some of your own. Yeah, so I was thinking about, for me, if, uh, so I mean, obviously we've got this setting where there is an evil lich in a ice fortress in a swamp. Okay, so I tried to break that down. What are the troubles that you can face between a lich, an ice fortress, and a swamp? And I kind of came up, my initial thing was kind of the same idea that Genesis X had in that you've got an ice fortress what if the ice fortress itself was an ever-shifting labyrinth where different puzzles had to be solved by different people, mm. but as the GM, you forced the wrong people into the wrong rooms? It kind of came... I, I did a um, Escape the Room recently. Oh, nice. It kind of gave me that same idea in that we had, I think, six or seven people, and there were two rooms, each that had clues, and we had to go back and forth between them, and at a certain point, we realized, rather than going back and forth... If some people stayed in one room, some people stayed in the other room, and then we shared information across the rooms, we might not have had the right people in the right rooms, but we had to make do with what we could. Mm -hmm. And so in that same way, you're an ice fortress. Maybe the cleric gets stuck in a room where they have to disable something. Maybe the rogue is stuck in a room where they have to take care of some sick creature. You know, obviously being a lich, their magics are innumerable so there's a lot of options available there but the idea of being stuck in the wrong location and having to somehow work your way around it is kind of a trouble that no one wants to be in but as a gm you can take a lot of advantage of i love that idea because you it's almost forcing the hand of cool rp or just forcing your players to think outside the box because they're well i mean they are outside the box that they would normally be in you know and if the roles were reversed of your example the cleric just cast heal the rogue rolls one dice 
and we're done. And then you know that's the end of the two the two rooms. It's over. But with you know and the rogue trying to remember what the cleric has done and what they could do, and the cleric being like, um, the only the only thieves tool I have is this hammer, and <laughs> it is disabled. Don't you worry. And it works really well considering we were talking about play by post because play by post is a lot more about RP over rolling. And I mean, obviously rolling is fine, but like you said, the rogue trying to remember if the rogue can give me a legitimate reason for why him doing something may or may not work in a situation like this, I'm going to go with that because that's exactly what I want out of this situation. Yep. The other one that I had thought of was losing a player initially in the swamp, in the swamp. And having them like fall into the ice fortress faster than like the intention was, Ooh. like the like the group knowing that oh here's the ice fortress up here or the entrance, and then one of them just falls through like a sinkhole kind of thing, but then no one else can seem to follow them. So, yeah, I mean, especially everyone knows teams like to plan, and this is getting rid of all the planning they might have done. Yeah, we're gonna send the fighter in first because if there's some if there's a problem there, they can take care of it. And then, bam, one of the more squishy characters winds up falling into this trap. And you end up in a position where, can that person survive? Can the team make it there in time? Oh, wow. Yep. Can they think on their own? And like we keep mentioning, again, play by post, if it's a different thread, at a table, you can kind of meta that if you're if you get out of hand and go like, oh, well, maybe you can do this or anyone have any ideas. If you're on a thread, make sure certain people can see certain posts, can see certain information, and you're set. If the rogue can't see anything the rest of the team is talking about, well, he's stuck on his own trying to get his way out. Yep. Well, and then we've already kind of dipped into that number two is what is the consequence of not taking care of this? I mean, most likely it's going to be whatever goal they had, not being able to achieve it, as well as potentially just not having that party member anymore. Which, <laughs> hey, you know, depending on the party, that may be completely okay and that they'll just let that resolve itself. But hopefully it will be that they the loss of that party member motivates them to figure it out and keep pushing forward. Well, especially in the idea you mentioned, the consequence could be, you know, maybe your goal was you need to reach a certain target to take out the lich. If you don't get there in time or he realizes that's what you're going after, well, now you're going to have a much harder time killing an immortal undead creature. So that can definitely be problematic. Or if a particular character needed to do a particular thing and the wrong character's in the wrong spot, then you will run into that same problem. Just likewise, if you split the characters up into different rooms, all right, let's say they can communicate with each other to kind of move forward a little bit. You end up with that same kind of consequence. Are they going to make it to their goal within whatever plan they had in mind? Or are they just going to make it up as they go? Yep. So we have number three, which is what sorts of enemies or obstacles will the player have to face alone? Okay. Well, I, I mean, th that's why I like this, uh, the labyrinth idea as I was thinking about it, because especially if you're talking about a lich, typically going to be a wizard or a sorcerer, something magical, you can have illusion spells basically do anything you want. Like we said, we were talking about uh, traps or some sort of disabling. All right, that's fairly straightforward. But, you know, you can quite easily put together an illusion where uh, a fighter has to take care of a sick animal. Has the fighter ever had a pet before? We don't know. Do they know how to take care of animals? <laughs> Maybe not. It doesn't even have to be a real animal because, I mean, hey, you're in an ice fortress. You're with a lich. It doesn't really matter what you're trying to solve. Yeah. 
So you have a lot of options open by, especially if the Lich is aware of that intrusion, you can use that to your advantage and kind of use that in a way that they need to solve these problems in order to weaken the Lich to even get to him in the first place. Burn out some spells so that they're kind of on more even footing. Yeah, and I like the idea that we both kind of have is that putting things in front of the person that's alone that they can solve rather than things they have to smash is more likely going to get you things that they can accomplish because figuring out the right level that you should put in front of a whole group is difficult. Figuring out the right level of stuff to put in front of one person is probably even more difficult because then (laughs) it's just one set of dice against the other and hopefully they swing in in the favor of the player because that that would kind of be the worst if right after you separate them, they die. But Yeah, well, I mean, that is a nice thing on play-by-post too, right? Because obviously Gamer's Plan has built-in dice rolling, but if you don't, you can roll something and as the gm i mean it's my personal gm style as it is if you decide that that dice roll isn't what you actually wanted hey in-game modifiers why not sometimes it's you know i'm more of a keep the party going kind of gm Mm -hmm. so i will give people rather than killing someone i will give them like a horrible wound or something some setback that they will then suffer for but that's a nice thing if you roll dice on a table What you roll is what you roll. In play by post, no one else saw that you even roll a die. Whatever happens, happens. I like it. So the number four was, is there a helpful person or thing that aids the solo player? Hmm. Well, sure. I mean, uh, if you've got, again, going with liches, you've probably got a lot of magical energy around there. So I would imagine that you've got trapped souls from previous adventures who tried to kill this creature. And... As you're going through this particular labyrinth and you've got a problem that this character has never faced before, maybe there's an undead soul nearby that is so set on killing the Lich, it decides to make itself more visible to help the character out. So if your player really gets stuck, going back to that fighter, if he really doesn't know what to do with that animal, maybe a druid was there last time and is now set on helping the party continue on their way. And this dead soul can drop a hint or two. I like it. I mean, honestly, that's a cooler version of what I was thinking. And it was that someone else was physically there and stuck. But I love the idea of it just being a spirit so bent, like, I'm nope. mm -mm, somebody's going to figure this out. And I'm going to stick around and help someone do that. And you could almost have like a cast and crew essentially trying to help the person along that have died in like subsequent rooms on their way to either freedom or to get to the lich so last up we have five how will the player who has the side mission rejoin the group well if we've got a bunch of rooms that split up at the end of the day theoretically anyway the rooms are going to meet back up somewhere and so if the party manages to complete all of their puzzles Even if they walked into separate rooms, they walk back out into the main room. And that's the nice idea about a labyrinth that you've got puzzles. I'm thinking back to, I cannot remember the name of the movie now. Wow, just flew out of my head. (laughs) But the idea that basically you've got a whole bunch of shifting rooms, the rooms move place to place. If you solve the puzzle, you get out of the room. At the end of the day, if you get out, you can try to find each other again. And I'd imagine the Lich, while he could probably magically teleport back and forth, maybe he wants to walk through the rooms once in a while, reset some problems, change them up. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm sure it gets boring being immortal and sitting there undead all day. Yeah. So there's a movie called Cube 
where that's the one yeah. that's the one i was trying to think of no problem you can thank uh, none other than morgan jenkins he tipped me off onto that movie it's such a cinematic gem that it is on youtube for you to watch anytime you want so <laughs> that will tell you of the inherent quality of the film but it is it is really cool to watch at least once and kind of mine it for ideas and inspiration so go check that out yeah speaking of checking things out where could people go to check out more from you and gamers Plane? So gamersplane.com is a fantastic play-by-post site, if I don't say so myself. Well, I'll say so, too, because I'm on there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so you can head to gamersplane.com if you either don't get a chance to RP or don't get to RP enough in your life. I recommend everyone try play-by-post at least once. Maybe it's not for you, but give it a shot. You can also find me on Twitter at gamersplane and on Facebook at facebook.com slash gamersplane. Awesome. And if you want to hear more from us or you want to get in contact with us, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at dmnastics and do all of the daily dmnastics we have there. Or you can check us out on the blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. But the number one thing I want to do is implore you, the listener, to join our forums and take part in these challenges and exercises as well as all the amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some DMnastics so your players don't have to ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting, I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you.